Good morning. This is Bakes, Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is for the week ending Sunday, October 4th. Uh, hope you had a great week, weekend. Uh, first, Bon Suck. Sorry, Mom. I know you don't like that word, but I, I you know, there's no other way to say it. Number two, agriculture's perking up. And number three, C number one. <laughs> uh, my, my first take is, uh, you know, uh, my portfolio. And this is just a small account. Uh, you know, and I'm just going to keep my feet to the fire. Uh, uh, Hero Esports is working. Uh, the other uh, uh, ideas that we've come up with have not. I've come up with have not. And uh, But I still think uh, uh, silver uh, is going to work. The money printing is, is still massive. I think it's a normal consolidation. And I think it's going to work to the upside. Uh, uranium, I think the uranium story is about the most exciting thing I've seen in a while. But it's going to be a three, four year uh, grind upwards. I think the, the demand for uranium and nuclear power is going to be uh, substantial. And I'm going to put up with this. Volatility has been vexing. Uh, uh, you like the alliteration there, Mike? Uh, the uh, I'm not happy. It's a poor start. Uh, but it's only three months. And uh, in terms of volatility, maybe it's just it's too obvious, but we've got 27, six days, whatever it is, to the election. And I just think there's all kinds of things that can that can happen here. And again, from a prior episode, I'm not Elvis Costello. Peace, love and understanding isn't going to be coming up anytime soon. And I think volatility is going to pick up uh, not only from November 3rd, but to January 20th. Uh, the inauguration day. So let's get this chart out of here because it's, I don't like it. It's making me sick. Um, <laughs> uh, fan mail, uh, this, this, this take. And I had a great conversation with uh, Charlie, big uh, uh, fan, a uh, friend of Jack's and uh, my son. And he said, you know, Bakes, why don't you talk about why you do this, your purpose, uh, your past. And I said, okay, because we haven't talked about it, you know, in depth in a while. So, uh, uh, this whole idea is to, is like I'm talking to my sons Bobby and Jack. They uh, often would uh, uh, you know be going to an interview or working on a on a class project, and they and their friends would fire questions at me and uh, say you know what's the ten year bond yield? Why do I give a damn? Uh, uh, you know what does uh, the the expansion of the Fed's balance sheet mean? Uh, you know, what, what themes are you looking at? What stocks do you like, et cetera? And, um, and I like it. it, it you know, it keeps me young and, and I like to, to take, um, you know, my battle scars and put them to good use. So uh, my story real quick uh, was a broker uh, uh, back in the, the late 80s, uh, was, duly, was newly minted uh, in 87. Uh, I'd like to go back in, in time and punch myself in the face. Uh, my hubris was, was ridiculous. And then October 87 happened, and I realized, uh, huh, uh, the, the stock market crash down 22% in a day, and I realized I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, a lot of the Wall Street analysts didn't know what they were doing. And so I went back to school, literally and figuratively, got my MBA. Um, uh, thank you, Babson College. And um, uh, just read voraciously and studied voraciously and uh, you know, soaked up everything that Jesse Livermore wrote and Peter Lynch wrote and George Soros wrote. Uh, certainly William O'Neill, who I reference a lot uh, on the show, uh, my, uh, I realized that technical analysis was helpful. And so I put that into my 
quiver and uh, and and bring it out from time to time. Well, all the time, frankly. Uh, so uh, I went through the '90s. Uh, I uh, uh, with a with a mutual fund, uh, two mutual funds actually, and saw uh, the bull market, and then saw the 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 final bubble. I saw the burst, uh, the lost aughts, if you will, where stocks did nothing for ten years. Uh, I've been on the long side, meaning we just own stocks. I've been on the hedge fund side, long short. I've had successes. I've had failures, and uh, pretty open about them. And I you know, ask you and invite you to eavesdrop on the conversation. I'm literally talking to Bobby and Jack as I, as I do this right now, but I'd love to have you in the conversation. So that's why I do this. I want you to learn from my uh, mistakes. And this is a team effort. I want you to, I want your feedback. Tell me uh, ideas, services you'd like me to add. I'm, I'm thinking about a number of things. Uh, uh, a newsletter, for example, uh, you know, perhaps a, a uh, an in-depth group over the weekends, all kinds of things. But I want your feedback. Uh, I'm looking at, at reaching out to uh, college investment clubs, which is a new uh, area that uh, that fascinates me. Because uh, even if the the uh, the textbooks say how investments work, I have you know gone through you know, the real world. And I want to impart uh, my thoughts and, and hopefully I can add some value. Anyway, uh, next take is is the podcast of the week. And this is uh, all in. It's uh, uh, Shamath Palahapatiya, which is a tough name, but he's on CNBC so much that I've learned how to pronounce it. Shamath, I, I hope I'm doing that uh, correctly. Uh, Jason Calacanis, David Sachs, and David Freeberg. They're uh, uh, angel investors uh, and and uh, 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 Silicon Valley uh, uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, fascinating guys, especially Chamath. I like them all, but Chamath is, is, I think, one of the best interviews uh, on Wall Street. I was just listening to him before I came in here. Uh, his SPAC has has just uh, acquired uh, Clover Healthcare, uh, but I just think he's a, f- a very thoughtful guy, and I recommend. Uh, the 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 all in podcast uh, this past week they obviously talked about about the the debates and the elections and and they wring their hands about that you know my stance on that I really don't care I think Trump's going to win I think that's going to be a surprise I don't think the market's ready for that uh, those are that's my commentary not theirs but I really recommend uh, uh, their podcast and also. Jamath uh, talked about, uh, he obviously has one of the most successful SPACs out there, Special Purpose Acquisition Corps. I think I have that right. Um, And my view is, I I don't have the chart up because I've shown it so many times, but uh, SPACs happen in bull markets. And uh, it's an easier way for for companies to, to go public, I think, uh, some SPACs are good. I suspect Shamas is because he puts his money where his mouth is, which is what he uh, recommended on a CNBC interview recently. Is you know look wh- where the uh, incentives are aligned. If the run- if the the manager of the SPAC is uh, is 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 investing shoulder to shoulder with you, you're probably onto something. Uh, if if the incentives are misaligned, run like crazy. 
So um, uh, I'm not in damning all SPACs. I just am saying the history shows that they peak in 07 and they go, go away entirely in 09. So there's a stock market phenomenon there that you should pay attention to. And I digress. Um, next podcast of the week is a Compound Show uh, with Josh Brown. Uh, it seems like I reference him weekly, but it is, his content is really terrific in my opinion. Uh, he's the CEO of Ridholds Wealth Management, and he had Kathleen Smith, the CEO of Renaissance, on his podcast. And if you are interested in learning about IPOs, the history of IPOs, uh, the the good, the bad, and the ugly of IPOs, I really recommend this. Uh, this is the fascinating stuff, and um, uh, you know, and this is at eight minutes. She talks about you know this is historically. Uh, a lot of IPOs, a lot of dollars being raised, and, uh, you know, warrants some caution. I'll just put it like that. Uh, at 41 minutes, she talks about Ant, uh, the Chinese IPO, and that uh, her uh, uh, XUS ETF, I'm forgetting the symbol right now, is going to be investing in. Uh, I'm looking for an ETF that has a private investment in Ant so that they're not buying it after the IPO pop. If you have ideas there, I'm all ears. Uh, Ant is, is a, uh, a ubiquitous uh, uh, Chinese financial giant out of Alibaba, and uh, uh, I think it's going to be a, a big holding. I'd like to participate, and I'd love to hear your ideas. So there you go. You can leave that one in, Mike, okay? Uh <laughs> The uh, reporters of the week. Uh, this is my next take, and and this kind of goes to my my uh, my intro. Uh, uh, you know, bonds suck. In, inflation is. This is from James McIntosh in the Wall Street Journal recently, and uh, inflation is already here for the stuff you actually want to buy. And I, I was just struck by this. I always love a good chart, and here this is a long term chart. This is going back fifteen years. And uh, uh, annualized three-month inflation is picking up. It isn't dramatic yet, but if it gets above this level here, uh, I think it's going to be be interesting, and the bond market is going to start sniffing it out. Hence my my original comment: uh, the gap between everyday experience and what you see uh, as the yearly inflation rate of 1.3 percent in August is pretty massive. Uh, the stuff we're, ri- we're buying is rising much faster, while the stuff we're no longer buying has been falling, but still counts in the figures. And I, I'm always happy to see him or the Wall Street Journal team put into a chart what we've all sensed and see. For example, bicycles are up uh, dramatically. Medical care inflation is up. Newspapers, which I thought were supposed to be dead, uh, those are up. Cable and satellite TV makes sense with all of us staying at home. Uh, rent, not an insignificant item for, for, for many of us, uh, is, is up dramatically. And so here's the stuff that we, uh, you know, where, where deflation is occurring. Uh, uh, food at work or school. Uh, uh, city transport's down. Makes sense. Hotel. Uh, suits. When was the last time you wore a suit? Um, uh, airline fares. So the, 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 uh, the inflation that we, we feel is different than what the, the CPI headline would suggest. 
Now, the end of the article is what I think really uh, brings this home. I mean, maybe the government can, can, can manage this deftly between the virus and the economy where they give you the Goldilocks stimulus, the just right stimulus, and then they come, they pull back just amount before the inflation picks up. Uh, that's a job I don't want. I think I think it's very unlikely. And Powell, uh, Chairman Powell, is in, in essence said we're going to overshoot. We're going to let inflation run hotter and uh, and then uh, pull back. So given all that, I just don't see. Uh, I'll go into some more. My take: uh, inflation and bond yields expectations are low. And I think upside surprises are, are likely. Maybe not next Thursday, but I I, I just I don't see how uh, bonds do much to help you from here. So my next take, uh, the charts of the week. I go through 1,700 plus charts every week, and that p- kind of plays into my my uh, my thinking here. And I was thinking this on the drive over. Uh, I, I go through 1,700 charts. There isn't a bond. I want to buy. There isn't a there isn't a high yield ETF I want to buy. There isn't a muni uh, 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 ETF I want to buy. I certainly don't want to buy Treasuries. I, I just I, I think it, it, it's it's uh, tough slogging. Now things that intrigue me, uh, you know, may, might be mundane. And again, I haven't made conclusions on this. But for example, corn, the corn ETF. Yeah, they, they buy corn futures. Uh, corn. That's a promising setup when you look at this chart. And, and what does it do? It there's there's a a nice base. You can call it a cup and handle if you're from the O'Neill camp. Um, uh, the volume is picking up on the far right here. These blue bars. If you're if you're watching this on the on the uh, the channel, and uh, I think this is a promising setup. That's all it is for now. And uh, I want to hear your thoughts. When I Google, you know, bull case for corn and the top story goes back to 2014, I kind of go, all right, something new is going on. I don't know what it is, but I'm uh, uh, intrigued by this and I'm going to be doing more work and I'd love to hear your your feedback. Next one is water. Uh, it's uh, PHO, the Invesco Water Resource ETF. Again, not a conclusion, but look at that big volume at the far right. Something new is going on here. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, again, I, I just went through the charts over the weekend, but I'm bullish on on water. Uh, and again, the the you know, bull. You know, the, my assistant Google comes back with a bull case, and this, it's Flint, Michigan, 2016. So there's something going on here, and uh, I'm going to be doing uh, some more research. As I mentioned before. Uh, I plug all these new ideas into Google Alerts. It does uh, throw out a lot of information. Some of it, you know, most of it isn't useful, but every now and then you have some things that are, and I'll be reporting back, and I want to hear about you. The next one is the Guru Index, uh, the Global X Guru Index ETF, G-U-R-U. I don't have the positions here. I've got them printed out here, uh, but it was too late for the show. But uh, these, uh, this ETF apparently seeks out what the, the top hedge fund managers are buying. Uh, and I want to see what non-obvious names are in the portfolios. I mean, you know, Amazon and, and, and Google, 
uh, probably there, but are there oddballs in there that might lead me down other paths or you down other paths? And I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what you what you see out there. Uh, Crane Shares China, uh, uh, KFYP. I've been going back and forth with them. I called them. I emailed them. Uh, I just found out they don't own the the Ant uh, shares in the private market. They're going to be buying them in the aftermarket. That obviously isn't as attractive to me. Again, I'm trying to find an ETF that owns Ant privately. Uh, it's a massive Chinese company that is on everybody's phone, uh, ridiculously profitable. And um, uh, if you have learned of, of, of uh, an ETF where you can participate pre-Ant IPO, I am all ears, and I'd love to share it with, with uh, our audience. Uh, soybeans. Uh, soybeans look, look uh, uh, like they've, they've turned around. Look at the volume picking up. Uh, the moving averages are moving up. Uh, I don't know what the bull case is here, but I'm going to find it. And uh, I invite you along for the, the ride. So, uh, oh, and wheat. Wheat looks great. Um, you know, see, so I'm not that smart, but you have you know, three basic agricultural commodities that are perking up uh, on top of the inflation news that can't be good for bonds. It's probably negative for bonds. And, um, you know, I, so I, I go through 1,700 charts, and what do I have? A half a dozen of, of things to look at. And that, that's the way, uh, uh, you know, this goes sometimes is that, uh, and I, I like it. It, it. It's an exclusionary process to focus attention on non-obvious uh, items. Yeah, we could talk about Tesla all day long. You know, who doesn't know about Tesla? Wheat? Eh, I think that's probably off the beaten path, and we'll see if it's worth uh, 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 exploiting down the road. So uh, that's the show. Uh, please also subscribe to my Bakes Takes YouTube channel. Uh, the audio is the same, but the charts are, are uh, that I reference are on the screen. Follow us on Twitter at BakesTakes underscore and other social media. Please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions. Email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com. I'd love a video uh, as well and include that on the show or write if you prefer. I'll keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you as always, my friend. Have a great week. Uh, this is Bakes. Much needed levity. Uh, Ralphie, it must be the anniversary of his death because I'm seeing his videos uh, uh, cropping up a lot on my, on my feed. Uh, brilliant guy. Uh, uh, passed away. Uh, I think he's hysterical. Uh, Ralphie May, Cuban coffee. Uh, rest in peace, Ralphie. Thank you, folks. See you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.